0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Edges and Slender Screen Podcast. I'm your host, Ashwin. I'm joined by a very happy TJ because we're obviously celebrating the India's 3-0 series victory in the ODIs against Sri Lanka. And King Kohli scoring three centuries in ODIs in his last four innings. He's back, isn't he, DJ? This is we will have so much to talk about, but I have to start with asking you. Virat is back at ODIs, isn't he?
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's back. Full stop, man. Like we waited for the second coming of the King. And I think it happened uh, just before Diwali, right? So we had the 100 against Afghanistan in the Asia Cup. We then had an ODI 100 just before the end of the year. Last year in 2022, we've now had two hundreds and three innings in 2023. It's his favorite opponent. I think he's got 10 ODI hundreds against Sri Lanka. He's He's... Magnificent. I mean, the the stats that they were putting on the screen as well, like Sachin, uh, I think, to get 4,600s, took a 431 innings. And Kohli is like somewhere in the 250s there. It is, he is so far ahead of anybody else. And Ricky Ponting is sitting at number three with 30 ODI 100s, where Sachin is, is 49, Kohli is now 46. Just, I mean, for fans of Kohli... It's just so good to see that. And haters are going to hate, man. You just got to ride out those times. This just proves it.
0: It was a special day and a special series. And I, I just I absolutely loved seeing it. I mean, obviously never want to see the, the third and final ODI in a series, which arguably was a dead rubber, unfortunately, empty stadiums and stuff. But 317-run uh, victory, that's got to be, I think it's the highest ever, now I'm reading, in the history of ODI cricket. I mean, how do you... When we, When we were growing up, the teams weren't even making 317. Now they're winning by 317. It's unbelievable, right? I remember
1: 280 was a good score. Yeah, it is. It's unbelievable. It's also a little bit embarrassing if you're a Sri Lankan cricket player and a Sri Lankan cricket fan. I mean, obviously, they competed more in the T20 game because the game is compressed and you have more of a chance. There's, There's less chance for a team to show its difference in class. But this was a little bit embarrassing. As you said, it was a dead rubber. Maybe they switched off a little bit. But... I mean, you do feel for Sri Lankan fans after the heydays of Mahela and, and Sangha and the Ranatungas and De Silva's and the Jesuros of the world. This is just kind of payback for the 54 all out. I read somewhere. I read a great tweet somewhere. We got all out in, uh, uh, for 54 uh, uh, a, a long time ago, actually. For those of us who've been around that long, we, it was 54 all out. I think it was Sharjah, Chamindhawas, took a bunch, bunch of wickets and then we missed the chance to get them all out for 7 at uh, for, for 54 but we got them all out for 73 and the joke i think that was going around on twitter was that you know you've got to adjust for inflation over the last 20 years so it's uh, it's the same thing but i mean kind of sad but uh, convincing demolishing uh, win fantastic by the indian team yeah
0: i mean really well said we will double click and get into all of it that 54 all out uh brings back memories. Murley was three for six in that innings and Vas took a five for like un just unbelievable. But DJ, let's start about like, we're gonna talk about this India Sri series and then kind of a little bit about where we go from here. Because we've also had some announcements from the Team India selectors, including squads. So maybe in the second half of the show we'll talk about that. But let's start with selection. Like I feel like we talked about the Indian cricket team. This could be the Edison Sledges selection podcast more than the Indian cricket podcast. But first off, Shubman Gill. Right, it's very easy to sit here after three ODIs, one of which he made a century. I think in that first match, he made 60-odd as well. Uh, 70, he made 70 in the first match. And then, obviously, a great century today. So, very exciting for him. But at the start of the series, Rohit said, we are going to back Gale. And Ishan Kishan has earned himself the unique distinction of being the only player in the history of time to make an ODI double century and get dropped in his next game. It, it's tough, right? It's just up. Just you look at Gil is arguably, over the longer period, a more deserving player. And he proved his ODI medal earlier today at the time of recording this. At the same time, Mishan made a freaking double century and then got left out of the 11, right? So, so in hindsight, does that feel like the right call? Does it feel a little harsh on Ishan or both?
1: I mean, it is a little bit harsh on the young man. He scored a double hundred against uh, Bangladesh in that last ODI innings that he played. And he, he gets dropped in the next game. but. I mean, Gil, I think we probably agree that the ODI format is the perfect format for him, the way he bats, the pace at which he bats. And he is the heir apparent for Virat Kohli in, in, in a lot of ways. They they look a million dollars, each of them. Gil bats beautifully. In fact, it was quite interesting last week when uh, Varun was on after we finished recording that Varun was off the view. And maybe I'm outing him a little bit over here that he didn't enjoy watching Shubman Gil bat that much, which I found a bit odd. But uh, I don't know. The the issue with that, right, is that if you're going to go with Gil and Rohit, it, it gives you an all right handed top six. And there's no Ishan Kishan in there. And that does mean that Rahul is going to keep wicked for you. But in hindsight, Gil batted beautifully, man. I mean, he's a pretty player to watch. He sort of gets himself out a little bit sometimes. Even in that second game where he was batting brilliantly, just kind of, against the run of play, smashed it into the hands of mid wicket. Uh, but he's the future, and uh, the only thing that goes against him in my book is is his right handedness. Um, but a hundred, a seventy, and a nice, I think, thirty or, or twenty odd or that he got in the second game, which he looked brilliant and just cover driving magnificently at Eden Gardens. It didn't do much wrong, right? And so I had, his, this,
0: I had this hypothesis that. Uh... Kishan, Kishan has a lot more years, and maybe they're like, "Listen, he's inevitable to come in, but he's going to slot in for Rohit when Rohit's down. He's going to slot in." And I realized Gill is younger than Kishan, so I don't know if you knew that. Oh wow, <laughs> but Gil is twenty-three, and Kishan yeah, because
1: Kishan three. must be Punt's uh, era, right? Because Kishan was Punt's under-19 captain.
0: He's twenty-four. Uh, Gil is twenty-three, so it's not it's not that different. I just but
1: that also, that. like Indian age is
0: okay. That's a discussion. Yeah. <laughs> but just running through that first ODI, it was almost that. In fact, top-order batting, only one guy went over the three-figure marker. Of course, we're talking about King Kohli. but Rohit got runs. Shubman got runs. I mean, we were 140-something before the first wicket fell. Ayers got off to a start. Rahul got off to a start. And kind of, you know, you can look at it and say 373 for 7 is a winning total against a Shilohan side like this most days. You can also look at it and say from 300 in 40 overs, it was not good enough. Or from 280-odd in 35, it's not good enough. So... You know, great for the top order, but a little bit disappointing from the from the lower order. And then actually, Sri Lanka batted really well, right? Like you could look at it and Sri Lanka batted well. And I, you know, I'm not going to go down all of it. It was nice to see Siraj pick up a couple. Umran bowled outstanding in that first game, picked up three. But of course, what I want to talk to you about is Dasan Shanaka and the the century that he ended up on. He made 108, but it may not have been a century right DJ, do you want to talk us through why it was almost not a century and then ended up being
1: a century well, i mean first of all i think you said sri lanka batted well they didn't actually bat that well i think they got up to 303 but they were like 200 for 8 i don't know when their second 8 wicket fell
0: no or 206 for
1: 8 or yeah. for eight. so you're right i was generous. Yeah. so, so yeah. yeah it was it was a generous assessment. <laughs> and i think dashun got got dropped by by kohli once as well in the in the deep or something like that but the big talking point was the end right like i think it was the 49th over or the 50th over where shami is bowling it and he runs in and dasun shanaka who's been milking it was the strike 49.4.
0: Like okay it was... so the, so
1: the last over yeah. yeah and he's he's on 98 so he wants to take the strike to get his 100 and so he's he's backing up and and i think there's an, uh, a journalist uh, peter delapena who does the analysis on how many balls dasun shanaka has stayed in his crease before that incident and how many... Bo- and it kind of shows you he was trying to take an advantage to get to the other side to be able to get to his 100. And Shami kind of almost jokingly just flicks the bales off, which is quite hard when you're running in and he does it really well. He doesn't fall into the Adam Zampa trap of of getting into his bowling action and going above the vertical whatever the MCC has made up randomly on the spot over there. And he flicks the bales off. And then... It's out. I think almost everyone knows. But Nitin Menon, possibly to give time to the fielding team to say, do you really want to do this? Goes up to the third umpire, which which is his right. And then Rohit comes in, says something to Shami. And then Shami's like, we're going to withdraw the appeal. And I felt that was... And then the, the, the presentation, they asked Rohit about it. And Rohit was like, well, he was on 98 we can't get him out like that. When he says, we can't get him out like that, I don't know whether that's him meaning... Because you have to realize, English is not his, his first language, right? So, he's... Obviously, he knows he can get him out like that because it's a legal dismissal. But he says, we wanted to get him out the way we wanted to get him out, which I think goes against the whole... Like, Ashwin, this is out... It's the is a Dipti Sharma did it at Lords to end the game, which was great. I
0: like I like the tweet you put. I would like gives you Sharma make it Dipthy not Rohit. That was a good line.
1: Yeah, it was, but it kind of just takes away a little bit from the narrative that's been building in cricket. Obviously, the English were like, "Oh, Rohit is such a sportsman like guy," and and for whatever reason, it draws those lines. I think I don't know if. Kohli was captain, whether he would have withdrawn it. If Rahul was captain, maybe he would have withdrawn it. I don't know. I just, felt. what if the situation was different? That's the other point you were making, right?
0: Yeah. So I, I mean, I believe, I I don't think he should have withdrawn it, right? I think you're kind of undermining what Ashwin and other folks have tried to do by making it a legitimate form of dismissal. You can argue should Shami have done it or not at that point, but I I mean, I think he's well within his rights. Uh, It's, I don't know, it's almost like. There's a lot of different arguments, right? There's there's two really that, that come to mind. One, match situation. Um, if he had edged it, and in con- if Shanaka was batting and he edged it, and it just got the faintest of edge and it went to the keeper, and he was on 98, and now the match situation was, Sri Lanka had no mathematical way of winning. Would Rohit have draw, withdrawn that and said, no, 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 just give him one more chance, let him make this entry. No, right? That's not, that's not how that... I, there's no situation in which I can imagine if he got out LBW or edged or something... As something that requires an appeal, if you will. Like you can, I don't think you can withdraw a bold appeal. But if you got out-edged and Shami started appealing and the umpire was about to raise his finger and Rohit said, no, no, don't let him make a section. That sounds crazy. So why is this different? Uh, but,
1: but now what happens when Ashwin does this in the 2023 World Cup in the semi-final against England? So Ashwin him? has
0: a YouTube show and it's in Tamil, so I rely on translations and clips and stuff. But he has basically said, it's, he, he has come out and defended it again and said, you know, he he would have done it, and it's a legitimate mode of dismissal. I don't think he specifically like targeted Rohit. I think that'd be bad for his career. But but I think the the second interesting question there is, uh, why does the captain have that authority to to withdraw an appeal? Right. So so same thing. Right. Sometimes a batter will walk and not actually be out. So they they think they've edged it. Bowlers go up and appeal. And the batsman walks, and they get around. Know, the, the field, the batting captain, who may be in the pavilion at the time, can't run on the field and say, "No, no, 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 you shouldn't walk." Right? Like, there's no other situation in which, like, this is a game between batsman and bowler. There's no other match situation in which the captain can intervene and supersede his batter or bowler and say, "That's not up." So it just seems crazy to me. I mean, we could spend the whole episode. And the last thing I'll say is, actually, within a few hours of before us recording this, it happened at the Under 19 Women's World Cup. Exactly. Be- and the you kids are showing us done. how to do it. But you know which team did it? Pakistan. Pakistan. Pakistan were some of the most vocal, like not the country's hope, but some of the Pakistani ex-players were some of the most vocal about spirit of cricket and not being the thing. Now, now what do you do? Do you not back your young players? Do you make a scene, make a spirit of cricket thing? It was legitimate. I watched that the Rwandan non-striker was well outside her crease. It was, she didn't go too far into the world. action. she was running, stop. out. Oh, that is, it was absolutely legitimate. So, Right, I'm, I'm but even with, with Dasun,
1: there, there's an ulterior motive to want to get down to the other side, right? Of course. yeah. He wants the strike and he's taking advantage of the situation. and Which is his right. He has
0: the right yeah. to try to push his luck but then yeah. he's taking the risk that he gets And this a, was the
1: time advanced. for India to hammer that nail in and say, mm-hmm. if you wanted that 100, you should have tried to do it the right way. He got his 100 in the end and he's played brilliantly. I mean, there's there's no... But He's an outstanding cricketer. You don't want to take away from that, but yeah. like if
0: he would have been equally outstanding if he made
1: 98. And then international hundreds don't come free. As we've said before, neither of us have one of them, right? And remember the Sehwag incident? Yeah. When Suraj Jandi bowled a no-ball to deliberately deny Sehwag an international hundred. That's how much importance these hundreds are given. And here we are handing it out on a plate because, you know, he was a 98. We can't do it. This is the time he should have hammered it home. Brought it home.
0: It's just, anyway, it's just not good enough. Clearly, you and I agree. I'd love to hear from from the comments. And by the way, as for those of us recording it live on, the watching us record it live on YouTube, there's also the the, women, the men's hockey World Cup going on. And so India's playing right now. So it's very exciting. There's a lot going on. And it looks like uh, India, England is going to end 0-0. Or don't want to jinx it, but it looks like it might. But DJ, let me quickly ask you before we take a break and talk about the next. Kohli. like I, I've i gotten to that point which I said about Sky last game and like I just glossed over his century. Great century, he made a record of almost 130. How good did he look out there? I mean, yes, Rohit and Gilmour got starts, but that's again the difference to, and what makes a great player is going on to be able to convert to that century, right?
1: Yeah, and he was dropped for the um, in the first game twice, I think at least. Uh, poor fielding by the Sri Lankans. You don't drop a player of that class. Once the keeper dropped him, and I think once he was dropped at cover, but I mean, in when you're having a bad patch, those catches get taken, blinders get taken, and and you just need to deal with it. And it was just great to see. You saw the celebration. Again, it meant something to him. Even against Sri Lanka, even against an opposition he's been scoring runs against for, for years. I think he, he may have scored his first two international hundreds against him. You remember the hundred against Malinga that he scored at Hobart, which is magnificent. But Again, you see that hunger is back, that, and he's happy. He's enjoying his cricket. It's so good to see Virat Kohli doing that. I mean, it. Uh, we we've been big fans, and we were starved of the Kohli celebration. Right? How much did we talk about number seventy-one? When is number seventy-one? When is it going to come? Now we're at seventy-four. We got seventy-four. And he, he's done it in T Twenty. He's now done it in ODIs, and he's building up beautifully for the Border Gavaskar Trophy.
0: Oh, that, goosebumps. That is as good a uh, point as I could think of to take a quick break. We're going to take a sh- very short break. We will be right back after this to talk about the remainder of the India-Sri Lanka series. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. Thank you for all of, us, all of you who are watching us on YouTube and sending in comments and stuff. Definitely hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us grow. DJ, big win in the first match. I want to talk about one quick change that came in, right? So if you look at it, Siraj and Hardik bowled pretty well. Shami was a little expensive, but obviously he's our strike bowler. Umran bowled, great, picked up three wickets. A little expensive, but we've almost come to accept a little that that's his role in the team, right? And that's been the case for many out-and-out quick bowlers over the years. You come with that explosive pace, you pick up wickets when you're least expecting it, but yes, you go for runs because you're so quick that they just need to get an edge and it'll fly, fly over the keeper and go for runs, right? But Yuzvendra child didn't look great, has looked sort of 50-50. We've talked about him and Kuldeep both over the past as confidence kind of bowlers. And he. it's unclear if he's kind of got that confidence right now. But he was dropped to make way for Kuldeep Yadav, his you know, partner in the Kulcha pair that we've called for many years. We love to see them bowl together for many years. But for team combination reasons, you need that Akshar slash Jadeja spot. And so we haven't seen them bowl together in a while. But Kuldeep coming in and picks up three for 51 in uh, a great first innings bowling spell with, where we managed to dismiss Shadunka for 2.15. saraj looked good too, around put good too, but I mean, at least in, you have a better cricket memory than I do. In my cricket memory, it seems to happen that Kuldeep is out of the side for long stretches and then he always gets one opportunity, always makes it count and then may or may not come back in, right? It's like the Pfeiffer he got in Australia, like he's just done, he just seems to come back in and get, get wickets. Does that feel fair?
1: Yeah, so when he was an overseas spinner, he didn't play another overseas test after that. The number one overseas spinner. Um, he was man of the match against Bangladesh in the first test, gets dropped in the second test. Uh, and he picked up wickets here. And the joke was all about, I don't do too well, you're going to get dropped for the next game. But he bowled beautifully. What he's done, and there was some good analysis on this. He's changed his run up a little bit. It's become a bit straighter instead of coming more diagonally. He's bowling a bit quicker because he's getting more of his body into it. And I mean, they were bamboozled. And that's what that left arm wrist pin brings you. It's just brilliant to watch. And he was so happy. And you could see the players were happy for him. You could see him running to Kohli whenever he got a wicket. You could see him running to Rohit whenever he got a wicket. He was just really, really pleased. And it was good to see. I mean, he's a Delhi capital now, right? He's one of our boys. And I'd like to think the Delhi capital had a role in rehabilitating his career, which KKR had... Uh, almost destroyed. Sorry about that to KKR fans but like the way he was treated there left out of the team not given any support. I think Ricky Ponting deserves some credit and the Delhi Capital management deserves some credit including maybe Rishabh um, for backing Kuldeep and giving him that confidence letting him work on that game and yeah it's it's just good to see him. I think you also mentioned that he'd worked with Chehel. So it was nice to see them both being back in the same squad working together. Um Interestingly, why is Ashwin not playing this series? Do you know?
0: I don't actually. Maybe they're just He's saving him, from- him for the yeah. Just fitness is always his challenge, right? So they're saving him for the the Border Gavaskar. But uh, so that
1: so that is- he can get them into the final, and then he gets dropped because you're going to play in England in the final. Is that the plan? That's the master plan for see, poor Ashwin? Seems
0: like a, a more heated discussion, that we'll pick up a different day. But maybe honestly, maybe but. Sick. Let me ask you yes, no question. We'll double-click on it later. Mm-hmm. Just yes or not. Does Kuldeep play in the Border with Trophy?
1: At least one test match. At least one. Test him out. Okay.
0: Okay. Yes. Uh, I agree. I mean, I think there's a world where we play Kuldeep, Ashwin, and Jareda slash, slash Akshar, and obviously, depending on the pitch. But we'll come play to
1: four that. four spinners and one quick. Bumrah. Four. But he's if he's dead. fit. Bumrah's going to miss a lot of it, apparently, because he's injured. Mm-hmm. But Judd's is yeah. coming back. Apparently, he's playing a game for Saurashtra.
0: Just yeah up just announced so it'll be i think it starts in eight or nine days from yeah 24 uh, jan Jen, he's so. playing for, for russia so 215 all out you think should be a reasonable chase but obviously not a great wicket at the Eden gardens and not easy to pad on when i say not great rohit and shubman get each get a little bit of start don't do great Kohli, unfortunately after the century perishes for single digits shreyas again looks good uh gets out to a good ball and then you're sitting here saying okay 86 for four Chasing only 215, I think we were at 15 on over. So run rate wasn't the issue, but you lost four quick wickets. And then the guy who has basically decided that he's going to make the ODI number five slot his own. Of course, I'm talking about vice captain, wicket keeper, number five extraordinaire, K.L. Rahm. I mean, DJ, there's 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 crit, crit, there's always critique, but it's coming on both sides. Right on the one hand, you're seeing he batted at a strike rate of 62 or something. On the other, in a match where strike rate was irrelevant. He took his team over the line. So I want to know your point of view. Rahul and Hardik basically saw it through Rahul remained not out and Kuldeep came in at the end and hit a couple of good shots. But yeah, I mean, as exciting as the 370s are, sometimes a good test of an ODI team is chasing 215 and losing four quick wickets, right?
1: Yeah, and I mean, honestly, Sri Lanka probably underperformed with the bat. The wicket looked pretty good to start off with. Um, they should have probably got closer to 300. And you could see it was taking turn. The wicket was taking turn. There was a bit of seam movement. The one that got Kohli nipped in off the deck. And uh, I think it was Lahiru Kumara that, that bowled Kohli. It was an interesting dismissal. There was a, there was a bit in it for the bowlers. But uh, KL strike rate is overrated. Really sh- showed what he meant, man. Like, they just absorbed the pressure. And uh, yeah, they finished it off. Um, finished it off calmly. Obviously, Indian fans of a certain vintage india sri lanka at the eden gardens uh, chasing a reasonable total uh, sends shivers down some of our spines but this is the new india right like you saw kl soak up that pressure and instead of being 124 8 with the stands burning um, india brought brought the game home to win the series and and kind of seal i think it's their 12th series win Consecutively, bilateral kings. So if the if the world if the World Cup was a league, we would have been winning the league. Maybe that's the next suggestion. Kohli should.
0: That's it. That's where we should, should
1: provide the ICC with.
0: But yeah, I mean, I you know, good, great, knock uh, from Rahul as a whole, right? As I as I look at it, I think. You know, you can look and say strike rate and all that stuff. All of our, lots of our listeners say that, say those kind of things. You can also look and say strike rate is absolutely critical in the first innings to set the tone of a match. Like, Kohli himself is the king of chases and knows how to pace a chase, right? Go ahead.
1: You know who this reminded me of, that innings by KL Rahul? Another wicked keeper batsman for India who would have played exactly
0: like that. absolutely. MS
1: Dhoni.
0: Now... Tony, te- you know, like to leave it a little, like to leave it late because he backed himself to hit big. I would have been more stressed because I don't necessarily back Rahul to say an overs forty-seven to fifty hit massive six. So this match didn't need it, and right? it didn't need that massive flourish at the end because he wasn't chasing three hundred. I think if Rahul had paced his innings this way, chasing three twenty, I would have been much more stressed. But he knew the he knew the total was small, and he, he got it there. Tony was had a, had a different metal when it came to those last three to five overs, and Rahul doesn't have that but he didn't he didn't back on that so so, uh, so is uh, Rahul our,
1: our World Cup keeper do you, do you see that happening 50 oh, over World Cup keeper question. man I don't know yet I think bat 5 uh, keep wicket for 50 overs
0: How do I worry it? that and play, he's playing test. he's going to play the test before then he's playing T20s in mm-hmm. most cases or I guess he hasn't made the T20 squad, uh, the upcoming yeah. T20 squad interesting eh? but that's a different discussion but Uh, I don't know. I think they're still going to play around a little with the idea of Kishan because Kishan gives you that lefty option, can open. So depending on if everybody's fully fit, then it becomes a different choice. But if somebody needs, to, if Kishan needs to slot in somewhere, he will. So right, DJ third ODI, the most exciting one for me. I think 166 for the king, not out in 100, just 110 balls. So batted 130 for his first century, batted 150 for this one, made 390. So a we talked about Gill already, but Virat just looked looked at a different level today, right? Just and the number of sixes I think he had eight sixes, uh, you know, which is uncharacteristic a little bit for him, but just absolutely outstanding. I don't I don't even know what to, what else to say. He looked great. He looked like he was feeling it. He looked like he had energy. And five six months out from a ODI World Cup, could could Indian fans hope for anything better than Virat Kohli back in ODI form?
1: No, absolutely not. The the greatest. I'd say he's the greatest. That the ODI game has ever seen. I mean, uh, beyond Sachin. And there was actually... Uh, the Test 2 has released the documentary by Amazon Prime. And I think Steve Smith and Manish Labishain have a section where they talk about Sachin or Virat. And they pick Sachin in Test matches and Virat in white ball cricket because he is... He is the greatest ODI player in the history of the game. Um,
0: it's almost its almost hard to dispute, right? Yes, you can look at 18,000 runs and 49 centuries or versus 13 something and 46, but 170, 180 less innings. Like, it's just staggering.
1: 172 less innings is, I think, what the stat is, which is staggering. In less. that time, at this rate at which he's scoring, is he scoring 100 every five or so innings, five and a half innings? And so, 170 games. How many more hundreds would that be?
0: Every five innings. So, about 30, 35, 36, right? Like, that seems and insane. And
1: after a year, after a three-year oh. spell where he's done nothing.
0: That seems absurd to think about. Yeah.
1: That's how far ahead he is of... Every, and he's he's six, got 1600s more than Ricky Ponting. And he's only got 300s less than Sachin. He's... Man... It's it's just too good. It was just, and today was a master. Today was he was in complete complete control. He's hitting. He's the maximum number of sixes he's ever hit in a game, in an ODI game. He's never hit. Oh, is that, right? is that right? Yeah. yeah, maybe that's a function of him playing so much T20 cricket last year because last yeah. year was all about T20 cricket, right? So maybe we have opened up our our ODI game more with the the T20 game that we've uh, we've been playing, but it, today was just pure mastery. Of the game. And it was good to see this coming batting first. Because India has been very good in the past. Batting second. Chasing totals. This series you had everything. Batted first twice. Got two big 350 plus scores. Big ones. And then had a difficult chase in the second inning. So... Yes, Sri Sri Lanka were not a great
0: opposition. We want to see against New Zealand is chasing 375 and see how we do that. Right? Like that's the only thing that this series lacked. We had a small total scrappy chase and we had two big batting first.
1: Yeah, that'll be interesting to see if we can chase the 350 plus scores. Right? That's the next test, as you say. Perfectly
0: put. So let me ask you one more thing. And then I want to talk about the motors. But Haradik Pandya did set out this game. I don't know if it was an injury or not. Um, But Washington Sundar comes in, doesn't bat. Doesn't bo- because three full-time bowlers basically were able to take all 10 wickets. And, and nicer to see Siraj get his full over spell because he picked up four pretty early and was given a shot to take that fifth and just missed out on it thanks to a, a DRS review. But yeah, I mean, does Washington fit in this ODI setup? Is it sad for him to get one more cap but didn't get to bowl or bat? And I'm looking through. I don't even think he took any cat- catches or anything.
1: I don't know... The thing with Washington is he gives you that uh, bowling option that can bat up the order as well. And he did himself a lot of good in the in the last few uh, series where he played well. He batted, I think, at four in one of the games as well against uh, possibly Bangladesh or one of the other series. Um, Unfortunately for him, I think with the form everybody else is in, he's currently an injury backup for someone like ashreyas If they do get injured, then Washington will slot in. Or if Ashwin, God forbid, gets injured... He would slot in for Ashwin and provide that batting off-spinning all-rounder. But he's not first 11 right now, unfortunately, for for various reasons, right? Similarly, Sky brought in for the third ODI. Uh, There was a chance to unleash him, right? In the 43rd, 44th over? And they didn't bring him in, right? And he would have probably scored 100, which is what he does in T20 cricket regularly. But we sent in KL... And I think I put a tweet out saying yeah but that's what it looked like yeah. at one point yeah. but sorry we were talking about Siraj right like he's actually I think we should acknowledge but we had we had an issue taking wickets in the power play and he I think yeah. was brought in specifically to address
0: that last year I mean I don't think six or eight months ago I would have said Siraj was one of our top ODI quicks and now I'm sitting here saying gosh boomra Shami. And then you start thinking through down the line, You're like, of course. I mean, we played Shardur for a while. We played... Uh, you know, we've, we've tried a lot of different things with that third quick spot in place. We'll play third quick, But Siraj is sitting there saying, is he our second trip? Is he our number two quick bowler now? Because of that ability to take power play wickets. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, and power play wickets are invaluable in the one-day game. And we were suffering because we were not taking those wickets with, with Bumrah and Shami, both playing. And so, I mean, I think he's... Probably the front runner for that second seamer spot. I don't know what Bumrah's fitness is going to look like, but uh, if Bumrah plays, I think Siraj probably sneaks in slightly ahead of Shami. But if Bumrah doesn't play, it'll be Shami and Siraj that, that take those two spots.
0: So I think again a problem of plenty both with batters and uh, quicks and of course spinners. So exciting. We have the three ODIs against New Zealand coming up. I think it starts so fast. It starts. We're recording this on a Sunday. It starts on Wednesday again. So oh, wow. three ODIs and then. The T20s start immediately back to back, like it's just it's just non-stop cricket, which is great. It keeps us entertained and gives us something to do. We need a
1: time. pool of like fifty people
0: to play all of these games. We we need a pool of like eight uh, hosts to just rotate through <laughs> us. It's just hard to host with this one. But we talked a lot about the series. Uh, we're a little over time, but I want to talk to you about two selections that came up. The first, it sounds bad to say, this, but a little more negative for me is is Suriyakumar Yadav the white ball, or the T20 over legend already, I'm calling him that, uh, has been selected in test matches. We talked about this a little. Now let me give you my, my two cents really quickly. I think you know where I'm going with this. I think it's a continued signal that we are incredibly confused. You can look at it and say, by the way, one of our better players will spin and Nathan Lyon will be a threat. I believe that, I agree with that. I don't even think he makes the 11. I go through our, our test batting 11, and I, I, don't, I don't see where he sluts in. You have Rohit and Rahul, maybe Gil. Then you have Pujara, Kohli, Ayer. And then as you get to six and seven, you want to start giving yourself... You have to have a keeper and then you will start giving yourself bowling options. I don't know where Sky fits in. So my frustration is he's an unbelievable T20 cricketer. You want to quote-unquote reward him by getting him on the test side, which I, he, he deserves, if you will. But I don't think the T20 translates straight to test matches hasn't really been playing much ODI cricket for India, suddenly jumped straight into the test team. I just worry we're confusing him, sending him and all of our other players the wrong signals. And like, man, just let him, he's 32, 33, I think. Let him let him focus on becoming the T20 icon that he can be and for the next six, eight, maybe more careers of his career, but starting to get him in the test, just... It's, all right, I'm done. I'm done with my rant. I'm curious. No,
1: b- b- but but it, I totally agree with you. You see that that there's... Players like Murli Vijay started off as a test cricketer, became a T20 hero for CSK, lost his test game. Out. KL Rahul started off as a, t- as a, as a uh, ODI and test cricketer. Again, he got 100, I think, in Sydney in the 2014 tour. Became a T20 hero, lost his way halfway through. We keep tinkering with these players, getting them to play different formats. Every format has a different demand, right? And there are very... I think only David Warner... And Virat Kohli are true all-format players in the world right now. I can't think of anyone else who walks into every format. Batsman,
0: Batsman yeah, yeah. It's like Bumrah walks into every.
1: Yeah, format. yeah, but but, but who else? Who, bad who, bad. Who, who, yeah, but yeah. it's different for bo- bo- bowlers yeah, have yeah, different no, skills, and right? sure. They can adapt Batsman. a bit I better. A no. I mean, Steve Smith but, doesn't really but. play t twenty. He's he's in and out Power of the side. Movie. He's carrying drinks uh babar yeah babar is yeah. the third one you're you're right babar babar is the third batter um but rizwan has lost his spot in the test side yep. as well so i think those are the three that are uh, all format players but it's so hard to change from one format to another and what it does is it keeps people like sarfaraz khan out and i'm just like you've got a, you, you rewarded were not cut with a call right now for his ranji performance over the last few years I've just looked up Sarfaraz Khan's stats, and you it can correct me if I'm wrong. He averages eighty in oh. first-class cricket at a strike rate of seventy. Yes, Kai I think average is about forty-five, but averaging eighty in first-class cricket, he's not playing. He he's had played that 36 series
0: where games. he made nine hundred eighty runs in six matches, or something insane, right? Like I just, yeah,
1: he's done that. You've also got a Hanuma Vihari. Yeah, he's not made the Test squad, but are we trying to follow the baseball model here a little bit? What, what is that? A, is that the plan? Because we were burnt in that fifth Test match so badly that we're like, okay, we're going to bring our T Twenty superstars,
0: T Twenty strikers into tests and we're playing yeah. all of our old, old slow batters in T Twenty. That's what yeah. we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true.
1: It's, yeah. true. it's true. Yeah. It's like. I, I I don't know. Like, What is Sarfaraz Khan thinking? Like, what do I need to do? Do I need to score a thousand runs in an innings or something like that? I don't know. He's he, he's just sitting there and Hanuma Bihari hasn't done anything wrong. He was a hero in Sydney two years ago. And yeah. he's out. For our best T20 player who's scoring... Who's batting at the next level in in T Twenty cricket? I don't know, man. Like it, it, Last week we ranted about this. This week we've ranted about it. There's nothing against Sky because we love the guy and no, hopefully and a, he does well, a big, right?
0: Big fan, man. He's just he's going to travel with this, the team. Probably not get a look. Yeah. And then you've prevented him from either just working on rehab and fitness and prepping himself to become a better ODI player or going to play domestic circuit. Like you just you just pulled him out to travel. Anyway, yeah. DJ. Last one. A little bit of the similar, but I feel like fits better. Which is Prithvi Shaw gets 379 runs in a Ranji match, <laughs> and then gets called for t20s. Now you could argue I feel that's a little different. He's played t20 cricket for yeah. a long time. He's played t20 for India for going <laughs> But it also seems a little crazy that suddenly he gets he gets added back to the side, which I think he's well deserving of. But on the back of a 300 or of a triple century test, is it the same kind of mentality problem?
1: I don't know. which sure it's... It, I think there's been some whispers about attitude. There was a comment made by some. There's nothing ever clearly said other than the cough syrup incident that we know of. But nothing's... There's all a lot of innuendo about oh, Maybe his attitude isn't correct. Maybe he's going down the Vinod Kambli way. He's not... There's nothing ever actually said what his issue is and what he needs to work on. Then he goes and gets a 379 not out. And he's then added to the T20 squad which is not a bad thing. He is... Probably one of your best T20 hitters at the top of the order. One of your best power play hitters. He's done well over the last three IPL seasons. So this is just reward. But why is it coming after two T20 World Cups have we've been begging for players with intent to bat up the order and know how to bat in the power play? Are we preparing for 2024? Maybe there's an influence of Hardik who's like, you know what, I don't care about what he is. I had a yeah. bad attitude. And look at where I am.
0: I think that would be really interesting if that's true. And the new skipper has come in and said, I want, you know, players like this belong. But yeah, I mean, I think good for him. Well-deserved, I think. Just the the back-channeling and the hard-to-tell behind-the-scenes stuff is what gets a little frustrating. But at the end of the day, 3-0 over Sri Lanka, going into a New Zealand series high on momentum. New Zealand has just flown over from Pakistan, where they just ended up... uh, yeah. yeah
1: can, I, can I just add one thing? There's a video that the Black Caps put up of New Zealand flying from Pakistan the day after they fit, or the night of finishing their last game. Yeah, at like and like the morning. But... Yeah, and there's one guy carrying a coffee machine in that video. Oh, really? I, I don't know what, like, what you don't get
0: coffee in Pakistan or what? Dude, that's amazing. I think, I mean, we're getting back to Australia touring India from the days of your and carrying cans of baked beans. And is yeah, that that's
1: sensitive? I think it's like a, a coffee team. machine. I'm pretty sure it's a coffee machine. But go and have a look at that video afterwards. It's very I odd. Watch it, but... thing I, saw, I thought Anyway,
0: New Zealand has arrived in India and ready for a good ODI series. DJ, great great to come off of three zero series. I'm pumped to get into test season. I'm excited to talk. Unfortunately, the game started at 10 p.m. for me, so it's hard to watch. I'll watch session one on each of the five days before going to bed, I think. But mm-hmm. yeah, good, good win. Nice to see Kohli back in form. Thank you for... For joining me. As always, thanks to everybody for listening. We are at One Tip One Hand on all the social medias Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can also email us, contact at One Tip One Hand, leave a comment down on YouTube. We try to read and respond to as many of them as we can. And we'll be back next week to talk about India, New Zealand. Just the the train of Indian cricket never stops. In the interim, good luck to our under 19 T20 women. We didn't get to talk that, but a phenomenal, phenomenal first match win for Team India. and
1: uh Shafali just smashing the kids 2600 I and mean, over
0: it was it was it was outstanding and then that other the other opener Girls was just also made 92 or something just outstanding and India's men are playing hockey so good luck to them as well I think it's one win and one draw at the thermos record but that's it we're signing off we will see you again next week thank you for listening to the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast